What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right. So, anybody want to uh, comment, ask any questions on the scriptures that we have for today? So, uh, all right, we in John 8. Let's roll on over there. Let's roll on over there. John 8, and it's really, really interesting passage, familiar passage. And I will start reading, and it says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question to, they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now, leave your life of sin. Go now, leave your life of sin. Really, really, really good. Um, Yeah, we're talking about uh, effective ministry. Effective. And, you know, we defined it last week and not really to go into all of that, but using this as, I guess, a jump start into dissecting areas to be effective in as far as your ministry, being salt and light. And uh, why not start where we are either condemning or reproaching and reproaching in the sense of correcting, you know, um, guiding, you know what I mean, offering some sense of truth. Um, So this passage really stood out to me in that area because you have one group trying to condemn the woman and then you have Jesus and not so much. But if you dissect it, there's a lot of things in here to really be brought out because I don't really want to target the Pharisees and the woman, but the act of each group, the act of Christ, the act of the Pharisees, and the act of the woman. What do you mean by that? I mean that there were a, there's a person that has done something that is what we consider to be sin, sin as being contrary to what God is telling us to do or his way or his law, his decree, right, sin. And then you have one group wanting to condemn Right. And then you have Christ uh, showing mercy. Right. So 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 when you put us in that, when you fit us in our time and our life in that. Right. What are we more prone to do? What do we have a proclivity to do? 
anyone. No one. Well, well, it's only natural that we right want to try to condemn. Right. You know, because they they were actually doing what they were told to do by God. Exactly, right. Right. We're going to bring that out. That's good. And and that's what's cool. As a matter of fact, let's go there. So this scripture, the reference scripture was Deuteronomy 22. I was just there, but then I went over there. Deuteronomy 22 talks about Deuteronomy 22, and then I started at 20. Yeah, I got to forgive those sirens. Yeah, they, they be rolling through here. It says, if, this is Deuteronomy 22, verse 20, if, however, the charge is true and no proof of the young woman's virginity can be found, and this was a woman, she was cheating on her husband, uh, she shall be brought into the door of her father's house, and there the men of her town shall stone her to death. This is Moses talking. This is God talking to Moses about what should be done. She has done an outrageous thing in Israel by being promiscuous while still in her father's house. You must purge the evil from among you. If a man is found sleeping with another man's wife, both the man who slept with her and the woman must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. And then I'm going to read one And so, so if a man happens to be in a town, a virgin pledged to be married, and he sleeps with her, you shall take both of them to the gate of that town and stone them to death. The young woman, because she was in a town and did not scream for help, and the man, because he violated another man's wife, you must purge the evil from among you. All right, now we know the history. Right. History is God was purging the evil from Israel because it was one declaration. And I believe it was in Leviticus where he said, because y'all are wearing basically my name and I'm paraphrasing it. He also said this in Exodus, too. But he was saying, because y'all are wearing my name, y'all have to act a certain way or be a certain way because y'all are wearing my name. And everybody or everybody around you in the surrounding areas will know the distinction between themselves and you guys because y'all are living the way I am proclaiming y'all should right so and they they don't in other words they're not following the decrees and statutes of God you guys are well you are too and then he starts you know giving all of these decrees and these guidelines and these laws to help them to know or to reveal what they shouldn't do Paul talked about that in Romans Right, so he's revealing things you shouldn't do, which was this is the funny part. It's like he revealed what they shouldn't do, which only, uh, I, I guess, in a sense, <laughs> led them into doing what they <laughs> shouldn't do. It's like I was like, like it, it almost like it was uh, to indicate what they were gonna do is is wrong. That's almost like what he was doing because they were gonna do these things, otherwise he wouldn't have said it, right? That's that. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. All right, we got the history, right? We got the history, but this is the interesting thing. God was using a actual, um, what would you call it? A, a purge, an actual purge. He was actually taking these people out in the Old Testament. This is what I want y'all to do to them. I want y'all to stone them because we can't have this evil 
within the camp. It got to go. It has to go. You can't. You can't. You. You can't stay. It's not going to stay. I'm going to kill you. Now, isn't that interesting? Right? No, it's not interesting. To me, that's interesting. It's interesting because because we know the natural isn't the actual thing. It's a it's the spirit, right? Just because I don't know if you all have seen this movie. Uh, with Denzel Washington, I can't remember the Fallen. I think it was called Fallen, and it, it was a guy in the beginning. He was about to get executed. He committed some kind of crime, and he was about to get executed. And he wanted to talk to Denzel. And then when he got executed, it's the spirit that was on him went into like a cat or animal, and then it went from the animal to another person. And then throughout the movie, even to the end of the movie, where they thought they finally got rid of that spirit, they didn't have anybody else to get inside. And at the end of the movie, the last person that got killed, that spirit ended up going into another animal or something. I don't remember that whole movie. But anyway, the point is, God knowing that purging or persecuting or killing or stoning someone physically wasn't going to get rid of the evil. It was going to still be there. But but his decree was for it to happen. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm like racking my brain, like, man, Lord, like, you know, why Why would you actually have them do that in the Old Testament, which we say Old Testament, but in the beginning when he was separating Israel from the from the Egyptians, why would he have them physically stone one another right Anybody have a take anybody have a some kind of a revelation on that? I just thought it was so interesting, but what God shared with me was the wages of sin is death and even when you think about the atonement for the sin, that was in a Leviticus where he talked about killing animals for atonement. And, and so all of this starting to like go around in my head, like the wages of sin is death. Something has to die for sin. Something has to die. Now, God orchestrated it that way for, for whatever reason, for his own reasoning, right? But something has to die when it, when it comes to sin, Something has to die. Now we get to back to the New Testament where Jesus is going and he's not necessarily refuting or ridding that something has to die for the sin. But it's another he's approaching it differently. Now, now he's approaching it differently. And I love how he's approaching it. Anybody can talk at any moment, but this is how he's approaching it. Just as I said initially, the physical thing, when you get rid of the physical thing, it's not necessarily getting rid of the thing that's causing the physical thing to act the way it is. And I know I said a whole bunch of stuff in that. But the point was this. You stone her, right? But, but, but you aren't right. So then something that's not right is stoning something that Something that isn't right is stoning something else that isn't right. Do we get right from it? Is it now all of a sudden righteous because one person was 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 you know what I mean removed from the earth? Now is all of a sudden the purge is is there a purge now, or are we singling out something? Or are we singling out an individual, right? Or, or is that what we're doing? Is it is it more singularity than it is? Uh, uh, I guess from a, from a public standpoint, is it more singularity? Is it is it 
because you did this thing and I don't do it. We got to get rid of you. Or, or it's because you got caught doing this thing and I didn't get caught. We got to get rid of you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I, it's like we never look, look at the entirety of the situation. Now, Jesus is here shedding light on the entirety of the situation. And what's the entirety of the situation? The entirety of the situation is none of you are perfect. None of you do everything right. None of you are. None of you. None of us. None of us. So, 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 it was almost like there was some clarity being brought to the earth, clarity being brought to the camp. There's a different way that God is now walking through the earth and saying, this is how I want the ministry to be conducted. We're no longer going to be stoning or, or singling out people that are sinning. We're no longer singling out. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that anymore. It's, it's, not that, it's not that death isn't going to be the result of sin. Death is still the result. But I'm taking it out of your hands. You guys are not going to be the judges anymore. Because, well, because you're not right. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're not right. Like, I'm not getting rid of the problem when, when one problem is, you know what I mean, is it's, it's, uh, condemning another problem. You got a problem condemning a problem, and now everybody's pointing the finger, right? Because that's what we do, right? That's what we do. We, we point fingers. You know what I mean? The, the church, oh, they're pointing fingers, you know, at people that aren't in the church. The people that aren't in the church, oh, they point fingers at people that are in the church. What we, and, and then what happens? Nothing. The problem doesn't get resolved. Nobody's being merciful. Nobody is ministering. Nobody is being light. Nobody's being salt. What are we doing? We're condemning one another. All oh, these church folks, y'all hypocrites, right? But church folks are hypocrites. And, and then the people outside of the church, the church oh, they just sinners. Oh, they, they ungodly. Oh, you know, they not fit for the kingdom. <laughs> right? right? Because that's what we're doing. We keep pointing fingers. And nobody's being merciful. And guess who's getting lost in the shuffle? God. God is getting lost in the shuffle. God is getting blamed. God is the blame for all of it. When the people that are so-called aren't in the church doing something crazy, God let that happen. When the people that are in the church doing something crazy, oh, see, that's why I ain't going to go to God because the people in the church ain't doing what God wants. Why would I go in there? And then we just doing, we all doing the same thing. But what's getting lost in the shuffle? God. God in what? God in his mercy. God in his mercy. Jesus showed mercy to the woman. But then came the correction. Sin no more. Right? I'm giving you more time to do this thing right. Don't, don't keep doing this thing. Because, like I said, death, death is still going to happen. Death is still going to happen. But, but his grace, this is an amazing thing to me. Like, the thing that we miss with grace, that, that, that grace is, Paul talks about this in Romans, I think, chapter 3, where he's giving you more time to do it right. Giving you more life to do it right, meaning more days to live to do it right. Your days are numbered, but he's giving you more. I'm extending you more days to make the right choice. I'm, I'm just make the right choice. Choose life. I'm giving you more days to choose life. And so then, now, back to us. As followers of Christ, that, that is our work. That is our ministry. It isn't to sit there and not necessarily because the condemnation is, 
it's, it's different, but it's the same, right? We like to put people in a place like we got the right to do it. And then we like to bring up the scriptures. Oh, well, you know them by their fruit. And they know you by your fruit. <laughs> when I was in school, elementary, the teacher used to always say, stop pointing fingers at people because you got three and a thumb pointing back at you. I know, right? I know y'all remember that. You got three and a thumb pointing back at you. You know, you this, you that. But, but instead, instead, as Jesus did, in a nutshell, saying, sin no more, you catch somebody in the act of doing something, it's, it's acknowledging that, hey, this isn't the right way to do things. This is just not the right way to do things. There's a better way to do things. There's a more excellent way. And then, yeah, people don't like to be corrected, but it's better I correct you then try to put you in some place where you're not in, right? It's better I just tell you, hey, this is the right thing to do. This is the right way for God is wanting us to live. How about we live more according to what God is wanting, right? How about we be merciful just like I'm doing now? How about we be merciful versus looking at people that are protesting and protesting to be one thing that they're not and us trying to put them in a box and in a place versus looking at them like, you know what, they people just like us. That's another person. You know what I mean? Regardless if he's a hypocrite. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying calling him that, but I'm saying if he is, even if he is, I shouldn't look at him like that's what he is. This isn't just another person. I gotta, In other words, I got to extend love and, and correction. If they don't want the correction, I don't have to keep talking to them about it. I don't. I can keep. I can move on with my life. I can, I can just like Jesus. Hey, I can shake the dust off my feet and keep it moving. But I don't have to give them that long stare like, yeah, you ain't no good. Am I good? No. So, so why am I fixed, putting, setting my eyes on them like they aren't? Right? What are we talking about? We're talking about effective ministry. I got to be merciful in all I do. I have, to, I have to be merciful in all I do. I have to offer some truth in all I do. Right? Because I can't approach anybody like like. I have it all together, and you know what I mean? I'm the law, and I'm going to come at you like your sin stank and mine doesn't. No, my sin stinks too. It, it reeks. And trust me, that's the first thing people do, right? When you sit there and try to tell somebody what to do about what they should and shouldn't do, what they're going to do, they're going to tell you, well, I, you do such and such. That's the first thing we say. You do such and such. Is that okay? Well, no, it isn't. It isn't. So, so when we start approaching each other in a manner of mercy, like Jesus did, I love how he pointed it out, too. He said, has anybody condemned you? And I'm paraphrasing it. Anybody condemned you? Nah. Neither do I. I'm not going to condemn you either. I'm not going to call you this adulterous woman. You're such an adulterer. You're never going to get it right. You're never going to get it right. Nah. I'm going to extend love to you. Sin no more, man. God loves you. Sin no more. And there's a, there's, a, there's a more excellent way to live. There's a more excellent way. There's a more excellent way. I got to extend my patience to you just like you have to extend your patience to me. You have to extend it back. You got to give it back. Just like we had started this conversation. A friend of mine just, just brought it out in the open, on the airway, and now it's got, about to get recorded. She said, I said, that I won't ever need your help. That's what I said to her, right? I won't ever need your help. And then she took it a certain way. That hurt her, regardless of 
You know what I mean? She may not come out and say it hurt her. But it did. She brought that up. I admit that. I said that like two months ago, maybe, maybe longer than that. I can't even remember. And it was like nothing to me. I mean, it, it like, I didn't think about it. It wasn't anything because I didn't look at it in the regard that maybe she did. You know what I mean? It was like a stone. Like, like I'm above her help. Absolutely not. That was not what, what I was intended for it to do. But there are things that we do and we say towards people without any regard, just as I did. And it hurts them. Like, it's a form of condem- condemnation. It hurts them. Like I'm, I sit there and I throw a stone at her. Like, like her help was, uh, was not worthy. Your help isn't worthy to me. And it was all in how I said it. I could have said it with love. I could have said it in mercy, but I did it. And my friend, she could look at me and be like, there's nothing that I want to hear from you. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But as she pointed out, as we were talking, she extended mercy. I, it's good I am, I am secure in who God has made me to be. This is her talking. Right? I'm paraphrasing it. I'm secure in who God made me to be, and I'm going to extend love. And then guess what that does to me? Breaks me down. Like, man, thank you, Lord. She offered me correction in her love without even correcting me. She didn't even correct me. She just, she did, but she didn't. Does that make sense? She did, but she did. Like, she didn't tell me, Corey, you just ain't no good, and you're just so mean, and you're just so verbally abusive. She didn't do any of that. But her loving words of, you know, you're still my friend. (laughs) I didn't feel like, uh, oh, I can't help anybody because of what you said. I knew that. God is still using me in all I'm doing. God is still using me. And, and, and she just extended that love. She extended that mercy, and I was corrected all in the same swoop. She didn't even condemn me. You're a fake preacher. <laughs> I know. I'm silly. I know. Y'all, y'all got to just love me through this. She didn't get it. None of that. None of that. At least not to me. I didn't hear that. Right? And my brother was on the line, so he's the second witness. So we got three witnesses in this thing. It was all in love, right? And that's a beautiful picture to follow whenever we're among people, right, that are doing things that we feel like is sinful, that are doing things that we feel like, oh, man, no, you're not for God. No, you're not for God. We can, we can extend that love, that same love as my sister did to me, as, as Christ did to the woman that was caught in adultery, extending that same love, extending that same mercy and correction all in the same swoop. Let her know, man, you still are a part of this thing. Just choose it. Choose it. That's, I got to choose it. I got to choose it. I got to choose to extend love in what I say and, and, and how I'm treating people. Right? I have to, me personally. I have to. Right? And as a group, we have to collectively be mindful of how we are ministering and how we are being light in people, among people, that we may have noticed are doing things that are not pleasing to God because so do we. In that very moment, we may have been thinking something that wasn't pleasing to God while we trying to tell somebody else that they're not pleasing to God. For real? <laughs> really? You know what I mean? But we never look at that and be, we never say, Lord, forgive me of those thoughts. I'm over here thinking things that are not pleasing to you. I'm over here thinking ill of this person because they're doing things that are ill towards you. 
And I'm not asking for forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for that. Forgive me for that. You know what I mean? Help, 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 me to, help me to reconcile that, right? Help me to reconcile these, these thoughts that are, that are far from you. Help me to reconcile them back to you, right? And, and, and help me to help have purified thoughts towards people that are not like me and that I am not like, right? Because it's not bad because they're not like you, because they don't think like you, right? They may be uh, sensitive in an area that you're not sensitive in, so you, can, you have a filter that they don't have. So you begin to look at them like, Psh, well, you just need to toughen up. No, they don't. They don't. No, they don't. Both of us have to walk according to God's decree. We both do. We both do. And, 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 and that, 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 just like she was effective on the line, on this call, just how she was effective, it was effective. It was effective. It effectively affected me. It effectively affected me. <laughs> the love that she shared. She probably didn't even think of it like that. Right? But it did. And I do apologize. I do. Sorry. And I am uh, openly aware that I need to work on it. But anybody else have anything they want to share, comment? You know what I mean? Because it's the picture, the picture. You have the Pharisees, the picture. They're wanting to condemn, like my brother said, according to what God had declared. God had declared this through the running. Hey, we're going to stone them. We got to purge the evil. But then Jesus came in, Jesus being God. No, no, no. It's a different way of things that we're doing things different way. I want y'all to see things because their whole plot was to 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 get Jesus up out of there. Jesus coming down here talking about he's the son of God. We got to get him up out of here. He don't, what he's talking about, it ain't what God is about. And Jesus over here saying, no, it's directly what God is about. God was always about love. People paint the picture that he wasn't about love in the Old Testament, but he was. He was always about mercy. He always had a remnant. He always did. Noah, that was a remnant. Noah's family, that was a remnant. Lot, that was a remnant. Right? It was always a remnant. He was painting pictures even then. Right? Carrying them over. Even until now. He's still smoking people. Trust me. People still get smoked. You know what I mean? He's still sending angels down. Hey, slap him real quick. <laughs> sin. Hey, the sicknesses are still coming for sin. Right? Where do you think cancer is coming from? Nobody knows where it came from. And they don't know where it's going. And it's sin, he's still giving punishments to the result of sin. Right? It's still in the land, but he's still healing too. Right? He's still healing. Right? God is the same God yesterday, today, and he won't be there tomorrow. Same God. So, questions, comments, critiques, have your way, people. Have your way. Nope. Yeah, man. Uh, it, this, this, the lesson is so, so beautiful, man. It's, it's so many different angles you can, you know, come at this with. And uh, I think, you know, the fact that, you know, even the fact that they brought it to Jesus, whom, mm -hmm. you know, whom they, you know, just said was the devil. So, right. Yeah, I'm going to go take this and I'm going to go bring this before the man that, you know. But, you know, they brought it even before him to, to mock and to try to see what he would do. But uh, this for this lady. You know, it was the best day of her life and the worst day of her life at the same time, you know, yeah, because, because right. uh, <laughs> I mean, she knew what the law was. Yep. And so she, she, her heart is beating. She's pounding. She knew, okay, it's time to get stoned. You know, I don't know what they did with the man, 
you know, but uh, <laughs> that's what I know, right? Well, it takes two to commit adultery. I don't know it what, does. what, what guy, both but, of them. Right. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but, right. You know, nevertheless, um, you know, Jesus was, uh, when they came to Jesus, he was, you know, when they said it to him, he stooped down and, you know, started writing in the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they had to keep urging him for him to say something, you know. And uh, after he said what he said, you know, he stooped down and started writing in the ground again, you know, and so when, a message for us, when people bring stupid stuff before you, sometimes <laughs> the best thing to do is ignore it. Ignore you know? it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, because, yeah, Beautiful. you know, he stooped down and started, I mean, they had to pressure him, you know, in order for him to, you know, say what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you notice, they went out from the eldest to the youngest, so I guess it took the younger guys a little longer to get it, <laughs> to get it right, to figure it out, <laughs> to, get the, to get the Polaroid. Right, right, right. right. Oh, we right. need to, we, we, we need to leave. We got sued to. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> but uh, he, he was truly just showing the, uh, the uh, conversion yeah. uh, from, from the law, right. and the harshness of the law, or the that nobody could keep. Uh, versus grace and mercy, yeah, you know, right. and uh, that's what that's the picture of the Old Testament versus the New Testament. Right. You know, the Lord had to show us what sin was, and it's harsh. Uh, even now, there's yeah. harsh uh, uh, consequences to sin. If we notice, the consequences are hardly ever advertised. Right. Anytime we do things wrong and we, you know, make bad decisions and do, you know, consequences are hardly advertised on that end. Well, the Lord advertised the consequence, and they, he still went forth to do it yeah. <laughs> either way. Either way. But uh, but uh, 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 by them leaving and grace and mercy, you know, shined in that. And like you said, the Lord asked her the question, you know, mm-hmm. how many of these folks are, you know, to die by stoning? Right. No, that's a pretty tough way to go. Pretty tough way know. to go. Man. I mean, that's, yeah, they, they didn't throw, they didn't just, the you know, pebbles. It the pebbles. They, they, they was Barry Bonds in them stones, them yeah. stones that you, right? <laughs> you know, they, they, they Alice yeah. Rodriguez, these stones. But they yeah, wasn't man. doing this so that you could have a, you know, awesome death. This was a terrible way to die, yeah. you know, to get knocked unconscious until you're, you know, until you're dead. But, uh, uh, the beautifulness of it at the end, none of, none of them could say anything negative against Jesus. None of and the young lady that was caught in the act, you know, met somebody that showed her grace and mercy. And it's, yeah. you know, truly, truly a uh, crossover from, you know, the law that could nobody keep. Yeah. My daughter. The law yeah. that could nobody keep versus grace and mercy, which is what came with Jesus Christ. So I thank the Lord. Yeah, he got that good grace and mercy because yeah. <laughs> none of us could, none boy, of us. If, if, yeah, none of us, none could, of us could be able to stand before him, you know, yeah. without his grace. And and Corey, you said somebody had to die, right, for that for that sin. Right. Somebody had to die, somebody you know. Die. And, and guess who? Guess who took the blunt? Yes, sir. The same guy that was right <laughs> in the ground. The ground so that's just like him telling her, "Look, I got you." Right. You know, you got go you sin no more. That's same it. thing you told the guy that at the uh, at the paraplegic that was at Pool of Bethesda. Hey, look, bro, go send no more. I got you. I, I got, got you. you. 
Gotcha. So, man, yeah, beautiful lesson. I ain't going to take up everything. It's just it's beautiful little old. I mean, you go forever talking about that. Yeah, man. That's good. Real, real good lesson. Beautiful, beautiful highlights. That was brought yes, forth. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Good stuff. Then the Holy Spirit will lead us. So, um, Father God in heaven, we just come before you right now, um, ever so uh, humbled by your mercy and by your grace and your love towards us, oh God. We thank you right now for Jesus. We thank you for a living, Lord God, breathing and um, testimony who was willing to die to the point of, Lord God, death and to rise again, Lord God, for all of us, oh God, that we know that, God, if it was not for grace, if it was not for that act of love and that sacrifice, God, none of us could stand. None of us could even be before this prayer right now, Lord God, before your throne of grace. So we say thank you right now. We thank you right now for the angels, oh God, that you have encamped around us in our households and that even as we were speaking and sharing, oh God, you even had warring angels, warring on behalf of our needs and um, even some things that have been, we've been battling, oh God, we've been able to release on tonight. We thank you for the testimonies that have been shared and even as the word that it went forth across the airways that is touching someone's heart now to let go, to let go of whatever that they've been wanting to point the finger, oh God, and to really put the finger down and know that if not for, for grace, there goes I. So, Father God, I just thank you right now. And I pray right now that you would just continue to be glorified, that you would continue to um, recompense and fill Corey and all of those who poured out on this call tonight to a place of overflow, God, that we all would be able to go out and show forth your love and not be ready to condemn, Lord God, but always ready to love. In Jesus' name, I just thank you and I praise you right now. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Have a blessed night. Thank you. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.